0: test forget the Hello, 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 and welcome back, or welcome for the first time to Playtime. My name is Andrew Barnett. I am a child therapist and I live and I work in Asheville, North Carolina. And this is a podcast dedicated to children and play therapy, coming at both of those things from a child centered perspective. And before I get rolling, with the topic of the day, I wanted to say that I am looking for some big, beautiful ideas. I have found this time where my life has been disrupted, where it feels like so much is up and present for us as a species. And I've been putting more thought into, like, what is the best container possible for children to heal in? And perhaps the answer to that question is 50-minute therapy sessions, but perhaps even more than healing. I'm interested in different containers where children can develop, different ways of seeing children to allow them to develop Some areas that may not even be necessarily related to struggle, but strengthening their intuition, strengthening their empathy, strengthening their character, and flowing with their curiosity. And I'm curious what people out there are doing in the world with children. There are so many wise, dedicated people working with children in this world, and... If any of them are listening to the podcast and you're doing something with children that's outside of the box, I'm not really interested in more therapeutic techniques or therapeutic theories for people doing 50-minute sessions. I'm more curious about even things that exist outside of that box. And so if you are aware of something or if you are yourself are currently engaged in anything that sounds remotely like what I was just saying... Be in touch. I'd love to hear about what you're doing and get a little inspiration from you. But without further ado, let's get to the topic of the day. And the topic for today is the spiral nature of healing. And I might as well go about explaining what the heck I even mean by that. It seems to me, and both working with people as a therapist, also in my own life, that... When I am in a struggle, and if I've been in that struggle for a little while, there's a cyclical nature to that struggle. There are times when things are going all right, and there are times when things are going really poorly. There are even struggles that I can have, say I'll keep it on the level of myself to start in terms of my relationships with other people, and a thing that just happens over and over again, or my own relationship to anything with any, well, I'm not trying to get too personal, <laughs> but with uh, with any of the various struggles that I could have as an individual, I can feel a cyclical nature inside of those struggles. And when children come into therapy, honestly, when people come into therapy, but let's say when children come into therapy, they've often been struggling with a particular thing for a while and They're locked into that struggle. Parents are the people who communicate what children are struggling with most of the time when children come in. And they'll describe that the same thing happens in this setting or with this dynamic over and over again or in their dynamic with their child when they're asking them to do something or their child keeps doing this thing and is locked in. There's a cyclical, there's a circle. It's a closed circle. Let's say that. It's a closed circle. The same thing happens over and over again and there's no nothing new is involved no progress is being made and it's actually maybe seems like it's getting worse right it seems like it's getting worse and perhaps all disorders that anyone could have could all be some form of a closed loop there's different points inside of that loop that we could experience there could be moments where it feels better or it feels worse but the cycle keeps happening all the same And it is the cyclical nature of experience that I often present parents with when I'm first seeing them. I name it in terms of that therapy can be a cyclical process, that it's not some linear straight line road towards health. And I name that both because it's true about therapy, but it's just true about people in general. But when I talked about it with therapy, what I name is that a lot of times when children come in, they start doing, say, better At some point. By better, I guess we mean they're healthier, they're happier, and the adults in their world are more pleased with them and connected to them. And that's almost always followed by some period of regressing back to some behaviors, feelings, ways of being that both make the child uncomfortable and unhappy and also make the parents displeased as well, perhaps with them if it's their behavior that's been causing some kind of a problem. And on the front end, what I introduce is that that's going to happen. Just naming that it's going to happen so it's not some shock, that it's not seen as some sign that this beautiful arc that their child was on toward health has been completely derailed and it's a crisis, naming like it's normal, it's going to happen, and it's going to cycle back the other way. When I'm in that cycling back to regressive behaviors with the parents, I often like to use the... Symbol and metaphor of the spiral. You can imagine the, a spiral as that cycle that somebody's on, right? Where you're circling back around, and the circle that they have been on in their experience is closed. It closes up again. Beautiful symbol for that, I think, is the, is the snake with the tail in its mouth, which symbolizes both eternal life and flowing... And also symbolizes something that's eating itself and being destroyed and hurting itself. And I think that these closed loops can be very much like that. They honestly do ha- can have eternal life. They can live for a very long time. You can be stuck in a dynamic with someone forever or with the dynamic with yourself forever or inside of a way of being forever. But the spiral is a very different symbol. In a very different metaphor and way of being than the snake eating itself in the closed circle. The spiral, as it's reaching back towards that point of reconnecting, doesn't reconnect. It moves off of that circle a little bit. Something new has happened. Something new has been introduced. And that's the thing, when the regression is happening again, that I ask parents to notice. I ask them to notice if there's anything different in this cycle. I ask them to notice not just, say, the intensity level of the cycling that's happening or the quantity of behavior. Maybe those things look the same. Maybe they don't, but maybe they do. But often when I present that, parents will say back to me, like, oh, you know what, my child was, They they took a little bit more accountability this time. They said that they acted in a way that they didn't want to act. Or they said that they... They named their feelings in a more assertive way when I talked to them about it. They they let me know that they were feeling angry or sad in a way that I could connect to or whatever that thing is. A lot of times it does appear to be related to emotional expression. It introduces something different. Now the circle isn't being closed again this time. It's off a little bit in its arc. It's started to become a spiral, and it moves around again. And then each time that the circle happens, right, the cycling of life that we go through, each time this pattern that someone's still stuck in to some degree because it keeps happening, because this loop keeps happening, Uh, something new is introduced, and it becomes an engine for growth. A spiral in nature is a symbol of growth and change, and evolution. I think that the biggest problem that I have with the trend in psychotherapy, with the brief therapy that's becoming more popular, and if you're not familiar with that concept, brief solution-focused therapy, doing therapy in a short amount of time, is something that research is very interested in, and it's something that A lot of energy and effort is being put into because doing therapy for a short amount of time is it's more cost effective. You can see more people. Someone could benefit much more quickly, perhaps if you're able to take what can be a, you know, a year's long process or year long process or months at least long process and try to get it into like an eight week situation that can help someone with something. And there might be elements of our experience that fit well with that in terms of if you are someone who just wants a few skills or just wants to develop a, you know, a little bit more of a relationship with a particular thing and have something to carry forward with you. Like, sure, I think that, that it's, it's a reasonable thing for us to want to pursue. And I'm uncomfortable with the idea of a straight line towards something that is just going to fix all of our problems and make it all okay. Like something that's that's just like, it's brief, it's effective, we can do this thing, and then bam, it's fixed, it's fixed. When the very premise of that is assuming that what a person's experiencing needs to be, say, gotten rid of, developed a new relation to, made so it's not a problem. Thinking about healing and growth in terms of a spiral, a spiral is a shape that continues to grow and continues to change and has movement and motion and what started out as something that might have been really impacting someone negatively but is still important it's still part of their experience it's still arisen in the psyche let's talk about children If a child is struggling with something, it's arisen in the psyche of that child for a particular reason. There's something to be found inside of all struggle and seeing struggle as a spiral. Imparting that perspective to caregivers and having that perspective in ourselves when we're working with a child. If you're a child therapist, it can transform whatever that Close circle is into something new. It can take that struggle and integrate it into our being and have that struggle evolve rather than trying to have something that's a quick fix simply to take that struggle away. But to take things back to the idea of brief therapy or short-term therapy, I think that that idea of just straightforward linear progress, it's part of our culture and it's also part of where our profession is trying to head in many ways. And so I think that it it can be a dangerous idea that we can get into our head. I think I know other therapists, and I myself have struggled with this at times, who when a client is beginning to devolve a little bit or decompensate a little bit or regress to behaviors that they were doing previously after a period of maybe, say, appearing to be healthier happier and more cooperative that that can be really difficult that we can have this sort of like ah, oh, what's happening and see it in a crisis kind of a mode or then have thoughts about ourselves like are we even effective in this job that we're doing in the first place and like can should i even be working with kids and keeping the spiral in our minds as child therapists Holding on to that symbol of growth and change and evolution, noticing things ourselves about this time that this person is back in this place that they've been before and noticing what's different, noticing what's different, noticing different emotions, noticing different affect, noticing any kind of shift or change. And that shift or change lets us know that we are participating in the growth of an individual and that growth can be represented as a spiral. And when we see those things, if you're doing child-centered play therapy, when we see those things, we name them. We hold them up and we name them. And there doesn't have to be any kind of response on the part of the child that we're working with, but we name those different emotions that are present in the room. We name if their affect is different. We choose what we are focusing on When we're talking to a child at all times, when anyone is talking to a child at all times, and it's really easy to focus on the things that aren't going right. And it's easy to focus on them. I mean, if you're someone who's living with a child and things aren't going well, well, then it's such a big part of your experience that it causes you a lot of frustration and aggravation. There's a lot of emotion built around it. But... Even when you're a child therapist, when things aren't going right, there can be like, "Oh, well, like what's what's going on? What's what's happening? Why isn't it going right?" Because we want it to be going well. Because we want it to be effective. Because we want it to be effective. But holding the spiral in our minds and in our hearts, communicating that idea of growth to caregivers and parents, it imparts hope. It imparts hope. It imparts hope for the future of this child. It imparts. The perspective that we choose what we say to children and we choose how we interact with children and we can hold and name and say the parts of this cycle that are different, either out loud or to ourselves. And as therapists, if nothing else, we are the holders of hope. We are the holders of hope. And when hope is held, sometimes beautiful things happen. Oftentimes, beautiful things happen. And in my experience as a clinician, the spiral has offered me a concrete symbol that appears to accurately reflect the growth process, and it's a symbol that I can hold, which helps me stay connected to hope, because I do think that that is one of our primary responsibilities, and that when I am connected to hope, I am also more accepting. ...of the child as they are, I am also, I feel more aware of them. And I feel also connected to that part of the cycle that's different this time. And I think that if we're able to impart to parents as well, or even teachers, or, you know, whoever you adults you interact with in the world of a child, if we're able to impart hope to them and to give them a concrete way of experiencing hope with the child, then the child is now surrounded by people. They're not surrounded, but they're these important adults in their world who are holding hope for them, and I think that that is felt by all of us. Or I am very aware of the people in my life who hold me with hope. And it makes me feel more alive, and it makes me feel like a better person, and it makes me feel more connected to the possibilities of life in this world. And I can't think of a more important thing that we could impart to our children. And that is all that I have. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of Playtime. Go to barnatchildtherapy.com if you're in the mood and take a look at the child-centered children's books which are up there which are i get mad and on sharing there's also a covid19 book out called i didn't get to say goodbye which i wrote with jillian kelly and that is not on my website but it is available wherever you shop for books online probably and those proceeds are all going to food banks, all going to food banks. So, you know, at least know that some of your money is going to a good place and the rest of it is going to the demonic entity known as Amazon.com, likely. Please rate, review, subscribe, all that stuff. Get in touch if you would like to be in touch. I love hearing from people. My email, it's therapy at gmail.com. And, yep, I will see you all next time.